0: Welcome to another MLEX Podcast. I'm Amy Miller, MLEX's Senior Privacy and Data Security Reporter in San Francisco, California. With me are Josh Cisco, our Senior Antitrust Reporter in San Francisco. Hey Amy. And Mike Swift, our Chief Correspondent for Digital Risk. Hey Amy. So everything changed in 2018 for big tech companies in both privacy and competition. Um, In Europe, we saw the GDPR take effect. In California, Governor Brown signed into law the California Consumer Privacy Act. In Washington, we saw five new members on the FTC, and several new commissioners are saying they're willing to bring new antitrust scrutiny on Google, Facebook, Amazon, and other big tech companies. It's a bit of an understatement to say these are interesting times for tech regulation. Um, What do you see ahead for 2019, Josh?
1: Well, the West Coast, and uh, California in particular, is going to be a veritable battleground for litigation in the first part of the year with some repeat players, including a couple with the Federal Trade Commission, a couple with uh, chipmaker Qualcomm. And unless there's any sort of courthouse step settlements, there's going to be at least three big trials in the the first third of uh, 2019.
0: Looks like one of the biggest everybody's watching is a FTC versus Qualcomm trial. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so that one, that's a high-stakes trial for both sides, and it starts right in the beginning of the year. Uh, January 4th, to be exact, is the first day of a 10-day bench trial in San Jose with um, Judge Lucy who who is the judge in the Apple-Samsung uh, series of patent trials. And this is a big one. So Qualcomm sells modem chips for smartphones and and tablets and they make the bulk of their revenue on the sale of the chips but the bulk of their profit is on patent licensing and so they both sell you the chip and a separate license and so the ftc is challenging that business model and that is sort of the heart of qualcomm's profitability so it's a real bet the company litigation for qualcomm and for the FTC, this is one of the big tri- the biggest trials they've ever they've ever had in recent years, and it's the first um, fully litigated antitrust trial involving standard essential patents.
0: And following that, there's an Apple Qualcomm trial in April. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Mike?
2: Yeah, I mean, you really sort of have to look at um, all these disputes as sort of part of this big thicket of litigation around um, around Qualcomm. So you can really sort of look at these trials as being linked. Uh, the judge in the, uh, the the suit between Apple and Qualcomm uh, said at a hearing that we covered the other week that what happens in the FTC trial could have a big bearing on how uh, the Apple-Qualcomm trial is set up. And. Right now, that's uh, scheduled to start April 15th in San Diego, which is uh, Qualcomm's home turf. Qualcomm is really hoping that uh, they can make the case that the power of the innovation that they've done um, to a hometown jury uh, can really sort of carry the day against Apple's argument that uh, their patent licensing uh, model is really um, illegal and unfair, and that they haven't uh, lived up to their commitments to license their patents on fair and reasonable terms. So it's gonna be really interesting. That, that trial is expected to last a whole month. We've reported that multi-billion dollars are at stake, up to nine billion dollars that are being sought by Apple's contract manufacturers, and which could be trebled to as much as 27 billion. So that's another um, sort of bet the, the company uh, threat for Qualcomm coming up in 2019. And, of course, that won't be the end of the litigation. Uh, we have another trial involving the FTC. Remarkably, the, the FTC uh, is facing two trials mm-hmm. on the West Coast. So they, uh, the FTC in 2017 sued um, D-Link, and that trial is scheduled to start in San Francisco in early uh, January. So, Amy, you're going to be taking the lead on that. So, yeah. tell us about that case.
0: Well, um, the FTC is accusing D-Link of deceiving consumers about the security of its wireless routers and Internet-connected ca- uh, cameras. Um, they say that the company promoted the security of its products but failed to prevent numerous security flaws. And I think what makes this case different from the other cases that they've brought against Internet of Things devices manufacturers is that the agency didn't allege that a breach of consumer data had actually occurred. And D-Link is countering uh, that the FTC has never provided any clear security standards for it to meet. So I think both sides have asked for rulings in their favor based on the evidence, but the judge overseeing the case has denied their request. So now the question is, you know, will they settle or actually take this to trial?
2: And I think it's kind of interesting because um, the FTC has... um really been a little reticent to rely on their unfairness powers on Section 5, right? But that's yes. that's what they're trying to do here. Yes, so, yes. So it'll be a um, good test. It's a, the FTC has a lot at stake in this trial, too, it seems like. Yes. I mean, yeah, yes. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. So,
0: yeah. I'll yeah, be yeah. curious if they take it to trial or... <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, one thing we don't know, um, you know, we're expecting these big trials are coming up, right? But they could all, like, settle, like Josh was saying, on the courthouse steps.
0: Yeah, so we'll yeah. See. And it's happened before. We've watched it. But uh, everything that's exciting that's happening in privacy and Data security isn't just happening in the courthouse, right? So uh, what's happening with the California Consumer Privacy Act?
2: Well, I mean, as you were saying at the beginning, like, 2018 was this year of amazing change. I mean, I, I think if we could go back in time when a whole year, we there's no way we could have anticipated that all these things would have happened in 2018. And the other thing we didn't even talk about was Cambridge Analytica, right? Which mm. is, like, totally shaken the world of uh, Facebook and, and is continuing to sort of resonate on that so I mean one thing that happened that that was really you know sort of stunning and that it happened so quickly was the the new california privacy law the california consumer privacy act and one of the things we'll be watching early in twenty nineteen is that the california attorney general is going to be holding a hearing a series of public hearings across california about you know how this law should be enforced and uh... industry is watching very closely um, how the AG writes the, the regulations that will sort of inform how this, this statute is enforced I mean the other thing that's happening is in Washington because the tech industry is not very happy about the, uh, the California law and um, they are going to be pushing for a national privacy law that would preempt the California law so we'll, we'll have to see how that that shakes out just this week there was a group of 15 senators 15 Democratic senators that proposed a privacy law that would preempt the California law. But it was interesting. I noticed that um, Senator Blumenthal, who's been one of the real privacy hawks in Congress, didn't sign on to that law. So you've got to wonder if cracks are even developing among the Democrats. and and, you know, whether Congress will be able to get a law through that would preempt California.
0: So what other big privacy events should we keep an eye on, Mike?
2: Um, Well, the other thing, the other stuff I think we're looking at is one other really big case is um, the facial recognition um, litigation, which is going on against Facebook and Google. And um, that's based on an Illinois law called the Illinois Biometric Information Privacy Act, which carries statutory damages that are pretty significant if a company is found to, to violate that law, which basically says you have to get permission before you use any sort of biometric information from a person, whether it's a facial scan or, or a fingerprint or a voice print or whatever. So both, both um, Facebook and Google have been sued under that law. We're waiting for the Ninth Circuit to, to render a decision as to whether um, a judge's decision in San Francisco in favor or actually against Facebook will be upheld. Before that, there's an Illinois um, Supreme Court case, which is likely to affect how the Ninth Circuit rules. So that, that's a really big one. Um, in that case, uh, Facebook, again, is that conceivably could face a liability of multi-billion dollars. So um, hmm. so that'll that'll be one worth watching closely.
0: And And what other big antitrust issues are you going to be watching, Josh?
1: Well, there's a few things, uh, you know, for the last several months, the FTC has been holding these uh, this series of hearings on uh, both uh, competition and privacy. But on the competition front, there's been a, a big dialogue in, in over the last year on what to do with the power of some of the large technology companies like Google, Facebook, Amazon. And I think once these hearings are done, there's going to be a few more uh, in the new year. But once the hearings are done, the uh, you know FTC officials have said they are going to start releasing reports based on what they've heard and I think that there's going to be a lot more to this discussion of what to do with uh, this monopoly power that these companies wield and the standard of you know how to the, the legal standard of how antitrust law applies to them and whether it's just harm to consumers, which isn't really, that easily you know, quantifiable since a lot of these products are, for, are, are given away for free. And so how, how antitrust officials deal with that, I think, is going to be a big part of the conversation um, going forward. And then, of course, uh, not to um, harp on our friends at Qualcomm, but there is yet a third <laughs> Poor trial. Poor <Qualcomm. laughs> There is yet a third trial that is scheduled uh, for, um, against Qualcomm. Uh, a bit later in the summer, there is a class action of uh, consumers who've purchased iPhones and tablets who will also be suing the company over the same allegations roughly that Apple and the Federal Trade Commission have just uh, seeking damages saying that uh, Qualcomm's patent licensing business has sort of inflated the cost of their smartphones.
2: I, you know, I had a question, Josh. Um, it seems like this is like a really interesting time in like antitrust thought, right? Like Tim Wu, the guy who invented the term net neutrality, has come out with a book, you know, saying that you know we really need to rework this sort of um, expectation on consumer welfare, right? That goes back to like the '60s or something. Do you think that's gonna like gonna go anywhere? Like what like Wu and like Lena Khan, at, you know, and some of these other thinkers are, are proposing. I think
1: that 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 idea has definitely gained steam. Um, This I guess it goes back to the University of Chicago and this consumer welfare standard that's kind of been the the status quo for decades now. There has been a, a growing momentum to overturn that and say that you have to look at other ways in which competition is harmed and consumers can be harmed even if the product that they're getting is free, whether and when that that tide fully turns i think we'll have to see i think the most likely the most likely possibility for a shift is maybe in, if the next democratic in the next democratic administration i think the status quo is still pretty firmly entrenched but there is a growing shift and i think a lot of these people who are pushing that are, are definite candidates for um, both the FTC and the DOJ if, if there is a new Democratic administration. I know Tim Wu uh, was in line to be an FTC commissioner. Lena Kahn spent a few months at the FTC last year. So I think that there, you know, I don't think it's imminent, but I think that there's a definite possibility of, of that shift continuing down the road.
0: Well, well, thank you so much, Mike and Josh. Uh, really appreciate your insights. Again, that's, that's Josh Cisco, MLex correspondent based in San Francisco, and uh, Mike Swift, our chief correspondent for Digital Risk. Make sure to come back often for future MLEX podcasts from Europe, Asia, and the Americas on regulatory and litigation issues around antitrust, trade, privacy, data security, and corruption. You can access our podcasts from our website or subscribe through the SoundCloud app for iPhone or Android devices.